It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. With Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com here on the Skinny Podcast. And uh, Jeff, uh, Bengals playing out the string. They've not been in this position in a, in a long, long time. It really feels weird here in, in game 15, week 16, to think of the Bengals not playing for anything. Yeah, you know, they really, uh, now you have to switch gears. We, used, we always used to rip people about the draft, wondering about the draft. Now here we are, we're wondering about the, uh, you know, where that, where that position's going to be. Looks like you're going to have a pretty good pick, you know, for the first time in a while. I mean, a high pick anyway. So we might really have to do some work now for the weeks leading up to the draft. We should be able to isolate guys. You know, so now that's the kind of stuff we're talking about. And as much as Marvin Lewis is saying that he doesn't want to play the kids, he's probably going to play the kids. Yeah, I mean, you've got to see what you've got in some guys. I, you know, it won't be shocking if Cedric Way he plays some left tackle, if not a lot of left tackle yeah. over the last two weeks. You need to see, can he play that position? Doesn't mean you're ready to replace Andrew Whitworth, but it does mean you need to see if the kid can play what he thinks is his natural spot. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're all talking about it because Clint's been hurt, and he's done a hell of a job playing hurt, the left guard, Clint Bowling. So the obvious thing would be to move Witt in the left guard. You know, he's played very good. I remember in 13 when Clint got hurt, uh, he was terrific. He actually was able to almost dictate more as a left guard than he was a tackling. I mean, as far as when it came to physicality, you know, they were really physical that last down that last stretch. And uh, George, I woke upset with uh, this uh, our interview uh, technique. But uh, you know, I think that uh, I, you know, I, I think not only Obwehi. I think we'll see Vigil. I would think because Vinny Ray had a hamstring, you know, so maybe he'll get some snaps. You should. Uh, and um, you know, I think uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that quiz than I. I, I was going to jump in with that, so I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, he he has kind of gotten leapfrogged as a yeah. slot corner by Josh Shaw, and that that's a little troubling to think that the yeah. guy that you thought so highly of drafted the first round, they spoke highly of. He actually got some slot corner snaps last year, right before he got hurt against Arizona. He's having a hard time getting on the field there, Jeff. Yeah, and you know, I mean, are they going to resign Drake or Patrick? You know, and if they don't resign Drake or Patrick, then you know. Who's going to be over there? You know, I mean, I, you think Denard's got to be one of those guys. You know, certainly William Jackson. We, we don't know what William Jackson can do. So, you know, they might like to see a little bit of what uh, Quezzy can do. And, uh, you know, go, kick it over back on, uh, you know, back on offense. Zeitler is going to be a free agent. Witt's a free agent. So uh, does Westerman get a shot? I, 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 would, I don't know. I mean, I think if Witt goes to guard, maybe they're trying to see if, you know, they bring back Witt as a guard, perhaps, maybe. So uh, there's just a lot... There's so many questions this year. It seems like than than uh, even back in ten when they went when they when the last time they haven't been in this situation because I think you've got a core here, but you're trying to figure out who can play. You know, and it's it's a, we've always talked about the tension between personnel and coaching and trying to get these young guys in. I guess if there's one thing you can ask, the question would be, did they move away from the core? Do they hang on to that core a little bit too long, maybe, and not play guys from 15 and, and, and from the 14 and 15 drafts, maybe? I, I don't think they did. I, I yeah. think if those guys had forced their way into the lineup, I surely think they would have played that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they, they wanted to get Denard on the field. Yeah. He just hasn't shown that he can get on the, the field. He's been yet. hurt, too. And, and obviously he's been hurt. There's yeah. no doubt about that. You know, they did try a way this year at right tackle. It was yeah. an absolute failure. Now they've moved him back to left. But no, I don't think they held on the court, court too long. I mean, if you look at this season – not to make excuses for it, you obviously lost your best player halfway through in A.J. Green. Right. And if you look at the, the, the last five games they haven't won this season, it's by a combined 14 points. It's, right. it's obviously a very – it's very close. So that close can become a chasm if, if right. some of this stuff doesn't work out. I will ask you, 
as, as, as much as I'm sure the Bengals would still like to be at least mathematically involved, it might be the best thing for them to not be for these last two weeks, to be able to then, as right. we talked about, play some of these kids and see what you right. got before next year's camp starts. No, I think I think that's absolutely right. I think just to go back to the injuries real quick, they don't have Eifert and Green together for maybe – you know, uh, four three games, games you know, yeah. yeah, three games at the most, maybe. So, but that's a good just to piggyback on that. So, maybe, you know, I think they're thinking the core is okay, just a few tweaks, maybe they're right. And I think this draft, the 16 draft, uh, the 17 draft could be as significant as the 12 draft. The last time they had a lot of picks, remember, they had a, an extra third, then they had an extra yeah, fifth, yeah. they came out of it with Marvin Jones and George Ialoka in the fifth round. Uh, so, you know, came out of it uh, with some good players. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the fact that they're out of it is interesting. I really do, because of just what we're talking about. It's in a trade. This team's in a... I, I don't think the window is closed. I think as long as you have Dalton and as long as you have Green, uh, and you get the, the, the... They still got some very good defensive players. No, they're, they're still a I decent think core. But how do you... What... How do you do? How do you how do you sprinkle these guys in? So that's to me is very interesting. And uh, again, with the two seven, you know, the seventeen draft moving. The five million dollar question is: Does Marvin Lewis come back? Yeah. And and um, it's obviously it seems like it would be his decision whether he does or doesn't. Yeah. I mean, would you would you handicap and expect? I I expect him back. Yeah, I, I, I expect. I mean, after hearing him uh, after hearing him on Monday, I, to me that sounded like a guy who was coming back. Uh, if a guy. Who wasn't coming back? He might have dwelled a little bit more. He might have said Sunday. I think he could have said, if you heard what he said Sunday, he right. might say, eh. but he seemed to have perked up a little bit because I think on Monday, if he had kept going on with, am I pushing the right buttons? Am I don't you know? If he had if that riff had continued, I think you could have asked yourself. But uh, no, he sounded to me like he's coming back. Now who knows if the, what happens the next you know. Yeah, the next two weeks. But I think I think you're right. I think Marv does. I mean, the whole thing makes sense because you still do have a window to win. Um, And I know fans don't want to hear this. We're going to tell them something that they don't want to hear. But you do have a window to win. They're not going to pay him to not coach. You have a lot of the assistants you signed this year, hired this year, that are two-year deal guys. So they're on a second year next year. I mean, everything seems like next year comes to a full head one way or the other. Either they get back to the playoffs and win or that's enough. I I don't think they extend him, do you? Um, it's a good question. I don't know if he wants to be extended. I don't know because, and I'm going on, and I'm only going off the reports last year when Hugh went to Cleveland because apparently Marvin said, "Hey, look, two, right. two years you can be the guy." Plan. So to me, the, the, that's the framework. Now I don't know. Marvin has never spoken publicly about that, but that would seem to be the if he raised that possibility last, you know, last year. That would tell me that uh, that's what is the thinking in his mind. It would make it an even fifteen. It's, it would match Cower. I think he's one of only. Uh, he might be the 29th guy to ever coach that many years in the league, and certainly go half of that for guys who have spent that much time in their franchise. Now you're talking about guys who like George Hallis and guys like that, Tom Landry. And guys that own the franchise, yeah, basically. Right. Exactly. You know, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's a, I think he's in for another ride, and I think he's, you know, he wants to. Well, he's a proud guy. He's done great things here. I mean, I know they've, I know they, the, the, the playoff thing, and they haven't got to go over the hump. I understand that. He's accomplished great things here. Remember when this franchise was in 02? Oh, no, no, you know? no, no, there's no, there's no and doubt. And I realized that, it's kidding, I realized that when I was at one of these uh, charity events uh, a week ago when Tez and Adam Jones and Witt gave the bikes to, to, the, to the school over at Lincoln Heights and I saw all the jerseys. You know, and there were there were a couple of vestiges from before Marvin, but it was it was Hushman Zadar, and there was uh, you know there was Ben Jabsky and Ellis, and there were and there were all these jerseys, and I'm like, yeah, hey, these kids, Bengals are good, right. <laughs> you know, and it just wasn't you know as as Doc and you guys have written about for so long, you know, the lost generation. Well, 
There's no last generation. No, I was going to say, a, a kid who was a kindergartner in the, in the mid-2000s who's yeah. now in, in the high school ages, right. for lack of their right. term, have basically known the Bengals as a winner, not a playoff winner, but a winner, a winner. That, a, that a group of people in, in the 90s into the early part of 2000 didn't know. Yeah, and I think you have to put your hat to bargain on that. I think he wants to leave here with I think he'd like to put another brick in. Yeah, I, I think his comments the other day that, that this kind of season pisses him off yeah. tells me that it's a guy that, that wants one more swing at it and yeah. wants to try to go out yeah. um, with something yeah. accomplished in, in, in terms of a playoff victory. And I, I think I'm with you. I don't think he walks. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, and, I, and I do think it's his, uh, knowing the kind of guy Mike Brown is, and uh, I think, you know, so so loyal. I would think he would probably leave it up tomorrow. All right, final question. Um, obviously, there is a game this Sunday, the, yeah. or this Saturday, actually, Saturday night, Christmas Eve. Bengals play at the at the Houston Texans. Texans obviously tied for first in the in the AFC South. They've made a quarterback change with Tom Savage in place of uh, the struggling Brock Osweiler. Um, can the Bengals go down there and win, or is this a, is this just a, a season of playing out the string and the record yeah. now? The last two games doesn't matter as much as maybe some individual performances that you're looking to see. Yeah, I, you know, if they're going to play some young guys, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I think they're going to obviously try and win the game, and I think they should win the game. Anytime you play a, a guy making his first NFL start, to me, you ought to win. Uh, I think uh, even if it's on the road, you know. And yes, the Bengals are struggling. They may have, you know, they may have two young tackles out there themselves, but uh, I think uh, they're going to try and win it. And it, I think it's going to be a real grind job for them because Houston is so good defensively, and this team has just struggled running the ball. And you know, Andy's going to just have people in his face. Although there's no J.J. Watt, they really don't have any. It's an interesting uh, mix that Romeo Cornell has done down in Houston. He's mixed and matched brilliantly uh, with this three-four. He's changed it all over. They're like linebackers you've never heard of. They're coming off the practice squad, and he's they're coming in and rushing the passer, and they're getting heat. So there's not really one guy that you can really focus on, you know. But you better, you know. I mean, it's going to be you better go down there the pass protect. You know, you can't. Uh, they can't do an old A job like they did, you know, on opening day in New York and some of these other games. So, and I think they're, you know, it's it's just a big test for if they do put set out there and Fisher's there. I mean, it's why not? Like you, we'll, we'll be talking about in practice, um, Houston's got to win. So, what, what what a great way to and on the road for these two young tackles. It's a great t- if they do play. It's a great test. No doubt, Jeff. Appreciate you joining us today on the podcast. Skitty, thank you very much. All right, thanks.